gentlemen, welcome back to the Battleground Podcast. This is the podcast for Christian young men who are looking to live with sexual integrity and affect the world for Christ. I'm your host, Wesley Reinhardt, and this is episode 31, in which I interview a pastor friend of mine who also happens to be my brother-in-law, Mr. Adam Johnson. So, Adam, welcome to the studio. Thanks for risking risking your reputation <laughs> and uh, joining me on the pod. Uh, you're always worth the risk, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> that means so much. Good, good. Uh, Adam, why don't you give us a little two-minute bio about yourself, who you are, where you're at in life, what you're doing? Sure. Yeah, uh, my name is Adam Johnson, or some people now call me Pastor Adam Johnson, which Whoa. is weird, uh, or just Pastor Adam. Uh, still getting used to that. Um yeah, new, a lot of new roles that I've picked up in the last few years, uh, two and a half years. This Valentine's Day will be me and my wife's two and a half marriage anniversary. Wow. Yeah, okay. so it makes Valentine's a little more <laughs> a little Good. more special. Yep. Um, so me and Mallory, which is, if you guys don't know, that's Wesley's sister. Um, we got married. <laughs> guess you guys did get married, didn't yep, you? we did. We yeah, did. Good. You were there. You, you were in my wedding. I was there. Um, uh, so we've been married, and we have our baby Charles, who is 16 months. So, yeah, I've taken on the role of husband, dad, and a little bit before Charles was born, I became a pastor. Um, have grown up near Martinsburg, grew up a little bit in Inwood, Went to Beckley for uh, Bible college. That's where I met Mallory and Wesley. And then um, had an opportunity to come back to my home church, did an internship, kind of saw the ins and outs of what it meant to be a pastor. And I still fell in love with it. And I I didn't really, um, I liked the idea of pastoral ministry, but during that time they sent me over to a church to learn about preaching and that's when I fell in love with preaching yeah. and through that and then yeah, good. fell in love with our church and we've been there for, for two years so I'm the pastor at Bakerton Bible Church nice. and that's where nice. we are and we live in live in Bakerton love our neighbors well cool cool you are a graduate of Appalachian Bible College mm-hmm. <laughs> which is where we all all got together um, so that's great it sounds like you've got some neat things going on in your life um, so, uh, like you said a second ago, falling in love with preaching and uh, edifying. This is the podcast for Christian young men. So, if if you could look back on your life, I guess to start things off, and and think of a couple men who really impacted you, um, just you know, talk us through who they were, how mm-hmm. they impacted you. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some some characteristics that you've seen in your life of godly men of of a, a healthy masculine presence. Uh, who are a, a couple men that have influenced your life? Uh, I'd say first my dad. Um, yeah, my good. dad works hard. Uh, he worked. I mean, he still works. He retired for a bit, but he's always shown us a good work ethic. And even just trying to like fix different things and trying to teach us how to do stuff. And I still don't know how to fix anything. Um, but just his, his, uh, ability to try to figure things out, um, and help me with many things even still today. Um, I I was thinking about this later. Also his humor is just a really weird humor. And I think I get that from my dad in a way (laughs) and me and my brothers. Um, and then just recently he's just been a great counselor and it's, it's just really, it's a different, I think it's a different relationship than we had before. I think he's also cultivated a love 
for history and politics with me. I think that's also been yeah. awesome. So my dad consistently, but in different ways, has been there. And then after that, more in high school. Well, uh, sorry, you're good. Pause oh, you right go for there. it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Not. Not to oversimplify it, but it sounds like you're saying a, a present father, <laughs> an involved yeah. dad, has had a big influence. And I know for sure. Yeah, not to be, not to be coy or, or naive, I guess, but that's. Yeah, you can't underestimate that. God, God, our heavenly Father made us in His image. We we need that relationship. So that's yeah, that's cool to hear. And it sounds like he's. A, <laughs> You know, as any a good father, well-rounded and and sees the good in life and has fun, and yet also is skilled and and purpose-driven. You know, yeah, that's great to hear. So, uh, started there in high school. Yeah, uh, high school. My my math teacher and uh, soccer coach, which I was bad at both of those things, but he was just uh, uh, a great, um, just a great man, great like older brother figure, Brock Kepley. Um, just just someone that you wanted to be like and be around huh. and he was a good model one of the first jobs i wanted to do was to be a uh, high school bible teacher and he he definitely was a good i had him for bible one year and he was good and then we just also my senior year had multiple times where we would get together and just talk about uh stuff that we were learning from the bible so just that one-on-one -on -one time was just yeah, so special great. and then just I, I i can just tell that we just still have a good uh relationship since then and huh. have i've had not deep conversations but short good ones and and just i know uh he appreciates um you know he'll he'll text me or email me and and see if i'm able to preach in chapel and that's just a bless it's a blessing to go back to a place where god um changed me yeah. and and christian school has its its ups and downs in different ways but for people like that like who who poured into me who modeled loving just unlovable kids um <laughs> this is it was such an impact in my life yeah yeah so last uh, last week on the episode i was looked at andrew tate and i don't know if he came across your radar at any point in the mm -hmm. last couple of years but he's He's like the awful version <laughs> or the truly toxic masculinity, you know, purely objectifies women, has a very unhealthy relationship with them, and and yet is in the manosphere of saying this is how you, you know, be a man. Um, but one of the things in looking at his becoming so popular is we are young men look for initiation from older men. Yeah. And, you know, it should come from your dad and, and praise God. That's... It's just so cool to hear you talk about your dad's influence that way. And then it sounds like Brock Kepley mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> as, as being a teacher who was present, spent one-on-one -on -one time with you. You know, that's a, that's an initiation path mm -hmm. into Christian manhood, which is, yeah, that is, that's so cool to hear. And, uh, you know, one of our good mutual friends, Colin Lewis, he's said the same thing and a totally different mm -hmm. conversation yep. I had yep. with him about Brock Kepley, which I guess goes to show several things but we can all learn there being being a man and simply being present consistently and lovingly in younger men's lives that that's huge yes. we need that it's yes. a it's a necessity so yeah that's cool to hear dad teacher uh do you have a third or yeah, just those two? Sure. No, I mean, no, okay. I'll, I'll cut right. it off at, I'll, <laughs> we have to cut it off at three. My youth pastor and now just present 
friend and mentor, uh, Mark Henson. Uh, we still do a good bit of work together in, in ministry, but not at the same church. So he was my youth pastor in high school. And then every once in a while I'd see him when I was home and college break. Um, but just was a good, again, another just manly guy who loved the Lord would, would push us to want to share our faith with people yeah. and encouraged that and was encouraging to me in that and others and just was so again a lot of times you think youth pastor you think does dumb games and maybe not the best (laughs) sermons or lessons but he was he was very smart and i really it took me really more once i was in like college and more recently to see um just how intelligent and how much he knows the word and theology and have benefited from just different conversations that we've had about those things. And then when I came back after, so after I graduated, I did two months at my home church as an intern. You actually got to do that as well at Fellowship yeah. Bible Church. Shout and out that's, FBC. That's more just go, go, go. You're just learning about kids and youth ministry and also a little bit about other things pastorally and just how to yeah, the grind in that way. But then I continued and did it throughout the year and got to see more of a, just a longer view of of ministry and the daily stuff. And we worked together a good bit. And then eventually, I, Fellowship sent me over to a small church that Pastor Mark was preaching at. And so Pastor Mark would just come and kind of be part of the service, and I got to learn. So yeah. he was he was on at fellowship. Yeah, for about six then, or seven years, he was doing double duty. He would uh, Sunday okay. mornings do Sunday school, and then drive over about twelve minutes to Bakerton and preach, and and did more than just that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, God used him in in great ways there. And when I was intern, they it was purely their their goal was just to get me to get the practice of preaching every yeah. week. Like not, yeah. you know, can't, you can't just use your same two or three sermons that you used in college yep. or used this yep. summer. You got to do new stuff. And that was so good because then I learned about sermon prep and how not to prep and how not to do things. <laughs> but at, at different times, having that, like, I really do like this and I enjoy this and I enjoy the people that we're doing it with. And so eventually sent an application, got to learn about the, the candidating process with interviews and preaching before the congregation. And then, um, yeah, they, they, the, yeah, I became their pastor <laughs> yeah, and, uh, pastor Mark shifted out of there. Sorry, I'm explaining too much about him. Um, but then he's still been a mentor so that once I became the pastor, I still have kept a relationship with especially Mark to, most of the time every week meet and and share different things yeah. going on yeah. with with the church and even even internally how how am i doing i i could do a better job of that but there've been some really great uh different conversations that he's uh yeah, yeah. been <laughs> been a rock so he's a he, so right now I, I see him as as a great friend and great mentor yeah absolutely and i so i did that same internship i guess a couple years before you did um and I, I came away with a lot of the same, you know, Pastor Mark is a, he's a very intellectually driven guy, but he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't let that bog him down everywhere else, you know, watching him play disc golf, watching him be with his family, watching him be with the church. There's kind of a, a very holistic, <laughs> um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
It's like he lives his life consistently. You know, yep. he does it all yeah. on God's good green earth, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. serving where he can. And it's, yeah, I, I, and hearing you share about that, I guess there's just something to be said for that consistent. There's not like one area of his life that's like, that's out of whack or yeah. or that things are off, but <laughs> preaches, studies, uh, talks, has fun with mentors, yeah. all of that. Um, so you guys now even have met pretty regularly. Yeah, in your... I'd say the past over, over a year or so, we've been con- pretty consistently, you know, hey, how are you doing? How are things with the church? Yeah. And, and sometimes even uh, using some talking points of, of ways to encourage me from a, an older pastor to yeah. a, a younger pastor. So yeah. I'm... I'm going to miss those those days where those are becoming less, you know, less frequent, but to uh, still, yeah, still be thankful and still to use him um, in that mentoring. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, yeah, Adam, thanks for sharing those. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure there's more, but that's a good, for those to be three that immediately come to your mind, that's that's neat to hear. There's a, there's a pattern that can be matched there. Yeah. <laughs> And they are following a biblical pattern with the way they've they've been a part of your life. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's awesome. Um, you said you've been married for two and a half years mm-hmm. almost. Reflecting on that, then, since this is a sexual integrity podcast, we <laughs> we do talk about love and women and uh, using all of our God given features mm-hmm. for well in a way that pleases Him. So I guess in and marriage and, and being a dad, how have you seen God change you and and sanctify you through these these different life settings now? <laughs> yeah, I, we were talking about this a little earlier. Um, I, I feel like I definitely had different illustrations of how selfish um, I was when I was married. Like the first, I guess we were married for a little over a year before we had Charles. I think it's been magnified and you just don't have, like, you can be selfish, but then when you're selfish and you put things off, then like a whole, a whole lot happens when, when dad just doesn't, doesn't do anything. And it's just, just doing his own thing. Uh, like I do have my own times where I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that. And I put something off and it doesn't end well. But like, if I consistently did that, like we would all just collapse like our, <laughs> our ecosystem. But and that's where, like, she, yeah, your sister, my wife, Mallory, um, yeah, and one of the things that characterizes her is, is grace. Um, but wanting me to lead lead her and Charles and just trying to, trying to still figure out ways that, you know, her, her main job is him. So, so trying to make everything else small and trying to be an extra blessing in those small ways, like the dishes or something like that. You know, that's not something like to like toot my own horn, but that's like, that's kind of my area and maybe something I grew up doing. So like, okay, I feel bad. I, I, I'll apologize to her. I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. Like the dishes aren't done. Like she never, I don't think she's ever berated me huh. for ne- like ever having dirty di- Like I think she's <laughs> observed it and maybe one time suggested, hey, could you do it? Like, but it's never, she's, she's not, I'm more of that task. Like, ah, oh, like we need to do this. And there are times where it's flipped. Like I'm zonked or stressed about something else and there's something else unclean in the house and she's more worried about that. So me, I guess trying to learn how to be more um, helpful 
when she's uh. pouring so much into Charles. Um, and then I guess I'll, t I'll talk general here and then we'll, we'll get a little more specific well, I later. Just, I want to yeah, you know, double click on that. You're good. <laughs> Did you, did you just say it's okay for men to do dishes? Is that? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Get him. Mute him. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know Andrew Tate. Yeah, Andrew yeah, Tate. Right. I, if you're listening, you need to listen. And you oh, need. He is. You he need. Is. Um, that, that was like, <laughs> try to get him saved. No, that's uh, that's good. And I, I think I've been feeling some of the same. It's like, I mean, God sanctifies you through His Word, but then. <laughs> When you when your family situation changes, there's new ways yes. that his word convicts you, I guess. <laughs> and so you get you start living with someone else, and that's an invitation to lay your life down, you know. Mm -hmm. And then and then you both bring a, another completely dependent human being yes. into the world. And yeah, I hear you. And that's I, I think each relationship has to work out <laughs> what exactly the yes. dynamics will look like, but. At the end of the day, God tells you as a team, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, yes. make disciples. So there's not really one thing <laughs> that's like, oh, I'm never, never touching that. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's a, uh, that's good. And having a, having a kid's crazy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just, your life, your life has changed so wonderfully, but it's changed. You and know, you, you had no idea what that was going to look like and you love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I... We're both still pretty new in this. Yeah. Um, I'm finding it's easier as the kid gets older <laughs> to be more involved at home. You know, mm -hmm. um, for that first little bit, there's like not a ton. <laughs> yeah, not a ton you can do without. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where it, I, I think I stepped up a lot more on like getting her water or like doing the laundry. I think it was more shared, and so specifically for that time, like not not making yeah helping her out not making her feel bad yeah um, yeah and i i don't think there is a straight well men need to do this and yes. women need to do this but again you you both have those overarching commands and and you as a man are, are given the command to lead yes. so <laughs> then it's up to you guys from there to to work it all out so yeah i hear you having to being married having a kid god will use it <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think um, one area that I'm seeing I need to improve, and this relates to both like marriage and even sex and even fatherhood is is me um, uh, doing more like I don't say research or or just doing a better job of like reading books and being more like proactive. How can I? Yeah, how can I be a better husband? How can uh -huh. I be a? What is it? Like, what are some good books? Um, you know, I read different things you know every week for you know Wednesday night Bible study or yeah, for yeah. for my sermon or maybe you know maybe something that I'm like you know this would encourage me as a pastor but I I feel like as a husband and a dad those are um I just don't do those and I'm yeah slowly trying right. that see Adam now you're you're starting <laughs> to be too convicting um <laughs> not Sunday morning. I yeah, can't. right, right. <laughs> Settle down, Pastor. No, by hearing you say that, just like, why are we so easily driven into a rut? We want to just operate like things are good, yeah. you know? Well, but, and I get paid. I mean, I can make the excuse. I get paid to do this. I get paid yeah, to, yeah, I'm right, sorry, in a, right. in a jocular way. Like, oh, I get paid to do this. So it's easier to, well, I might, I might spend more time doing this, but it is 
the longer, we would say the longer uh, investment, I think you would say is in your, your wife and your kids. So it is sad that we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good word. Take, do the intentionality part of your marriage. And that's, that's an area I definitely need to grow in because the number of times I've written down, do something nice for Katie. And it, inevitably it gets, not because I don't love her, but there's just other things to do. And it's the, it's one of the last yeah. things on my list that I'm like, Oh, I got to get to, but uh, yeah, this is good. This is good. Um, so you are, you're preaching every Sunday and that's a, that's a growing experience mm-hmm. in and of itself. Yes. Um, do you have a, you know, something that God's been working, uh, working on you, like a, a devotional thought or a, a, a testimony you want to share? Um, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears. I was gonna share I was gonna share a verse that um, I'm gonna do tomorrow, but honestly, I've not. I don't think I've internalized. I've, I've internalized it a little bit, but I think I'm gonna share uh, a verse from James that, as a, I kind of look back on this past year. Um, a really good pastor of mine, he talks about how in James, like right, right from the beginning, he talks about counting it all joy. And it says, yeah. you know, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Yeah. And that he, he kind of talks about this model, this mindset we need. So counting it joy, realizing that this testing is, is of your faith is producing something, steadfastness. And then this is what you need to do. Verse 4, this is James 1, 4. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete or or mature, lacking in nothing. And how he described that was, you need to get the money's worth out of your trial. There is a a fruit, there is a a amount of money, if you want to put it like that, that you could get, like amount of benefit that you could get out of this trial, why waste it? I think uh, later on, um, it talks about the idea of death, something being put to death. And I think he's talking about how this pastor explains it of, of it's not so much, it's not a spiritual death. You know, we're, we don't die, you know, we don't die spiritually as Christians, but we can kill, we can waste opportunities. And I totally see that, yeah, um, yeah. you know, especially when we choose to sin, we're killing things, but then when God gives us good things and then we, we, we don't, we don't let God use it or don't use it to yeah, the fullest. Not, not the way we wanted it. <laughs> and so I've seen that in trials in my life. Okay. I, I know God wants me. I need, I, okay. If I'm, if I'm believing James, I, I need to count it all joy. That doesn't happen immediately. And I know he's doing this to, um, produce steadfastness and to make me mature. And, and so I guess part of the first couple steps is just saying, yes, I'm going to do this. And then continuing to do it and realizing that you're, you're, you, you want to get the most benefit out yeah. of it. And so I've been, I've been, it's helped a couple different times where I've been kind of frustrated one in a, a small trial and one in a big trial um, that, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to get our money's worth out of this. If you're going to put me through this and I hate this, then we're going to get our money's worth of whatever you're trying to put me through. Sorry, I did a little audible no, there, but I, good. <laughs> I think that's been more something I can think of something a year ago. I think of something more recently where God has maybe even kind of posts like, Oh, that's, that's what he's been doing through yeah, this trial. Yeah. And that was something I was talking with Mallory about that. It was like, 
okay, like he, you know, he he needs to do, yeah, yeah. Let's not. <laughs> and, and that's that's the whole human struggle of of saying, all right, God, you are God, I am not. Your creator, I'm creature. So <laughs> you you determine. Period. You know, <laughs> and I I will take it from your hand. Or we can kick and scream and say, no, I don't, <laughs> you know, that's a, ah, that's a good word. Get, get the money's worth out of your trials. So, uh, yeah, these are, these are all good things. It sounds like God's got you in a, a good spot and you're, you're growing and working and this is encouraging. Um, I, I guess to, to circle back to the runway then as we're, we're winding down, this is a <laughs> this is a young men's podcast, and we are sexual integrity oriented, which I think you know that, which means we are pro sex. Uh, and so I just wanted to confirm up front, you know, you have a kid, you yes. are you are pro sex. Definitely, is this <laughs> super. <laughs> okay, this is good. Uh, God said that this is good. So I, in your pastoral ministry, you know, I guess you've been married for a couple years now and and then you know, reflecting on yeah. your teen years growing up in a christian home um what what either words of testimony or words of encouragement do you have to help me and and this brotherhood of young men people that are listening uh use our sexual capacities to the glory of god you know what's what has god taught you through all of that mm-hmm yeah, and again, I know we were we were talking about this in the car a bit, but we we need to not view sexual pleasure in a selfish way, and I think we can do that pre-marriage and even post-marriage. And I've I've seen both, and I've had to fight against both that it's not about me, huh. and so it's not. Again, it's not just you know. Okay, let's say you're right now 18, 20 years old, either. You're not dating, or maybe you're dating, or maybe you're engaged, waiting to, and, and you're trying to be pure, and you're, you're doing it for the right reasons. It's not just, we've talked about, not just the don'ts, but here's, yeah. I want to glorify yeah. God, I want to please my wife, I, I, um, there's, a, there's a great gift coming, but that gift comes um, with great power, yeah. <laughs> comes yeah, right. great responsibility. responsibility. And yeah. I think we were just talking about that, is that it's not... Um, it's not just about us. We are, we, sex is a gift, but it's a gift not for the husband. It's for the couple. And it pictures, uh. it pictures Christ in his church. And I think so, so, so often we as guys, it's, we just think about ourselves. It's just glorify me, satisfy me. Let's, let's, let's do this to make me feel good. Yeah. And, you know the stereotype that we think about sex the most, and well, it's, yeah, well, yeah. they enjoy it too, and they <laughs> this is true. They yeah. love sex. They think about it too, and they need to be honored and pleased on all the fronts. And I've again, we talking about that too. Is it's, it's um, intimacy is is multifaceted and and is is all all the time. Yeah, getting yeah. to know one another, checking in on one another, huh. dealing with all different kinds of problems and how they're doing. And that will, it's, it's not, uh, yeah, it will make sex better and sweeter and more purposeful. And I guess more, 
God glorifying um, when, yeah. when we're not just us focused. So it starts now, you know, it starts the, the pre-marriage days, having the right perspective, fighting it and um, having the right perspective that this isn't about me. And then even cultivating that, which I think is something I'm learning more recently and wanting to, to want to do a better job of, okay, how can I, how can I learn better how to please my wife in this area, both in huh. sex and just in general as a husband. Yeah, which it kind of ties back to that intentionality note <laughs> that you just too easily slip into a rut of things are good, so I don't I don't need to check in, yes. you know. Yes. Um and, and on that note of our tendency to make sex about us, I think there's kind of two ways that 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 can play out in a big way. One, you know, if, as the story of most guys is, that if they got into porn or masturbation before they got married, they got years, you know, a lot of times of reps of self-pleasure, of <laughs> of learning exactly what they need to orgasm yep. and what they like. And then they get married and, and sex, again, by the grace of God, can still be redeemed and mm-hmm. a, a wonderful thing. Um, and, you know, I we're living testaments to that but uh there can still be that tendency then of well i know what i need and so let's let's make it about me you know and that's a that's an issue and then uh, obviously pornography doesn't help yeah yeah (laughs) doesn't help anything um i i know i've heard several people say lately that the the best sex is when two people are (laughs) are are trying very hard to please someone else as as much as they can you know yeah. that's um that's what it's good and it's a it's a gift from god so i guess that's yeah you had another good thought for you you know listener whether you're married or or single um know that good sex is <laughs> does not have you specifically at the center of it um you laying yourself down then putting her needs in all areas of your life ahead, <laughs> that will give you better sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's, that's at the root of it all. And I wholeheartedly agree with you that sex is not just a physical thing that happens in the bedroom, but your, your intimacy and bond as a, as a couple, um, that's everywhere. And so yeah. that's your whole life has to be consistent, yes. you know, um, ah, these are good words. So, Take that as encouragement, um, listener, <laughs> that, that that God has given you capacities for many things, to, to change the world for good, um, to make disciples, to have dominion, to to make it more habitable for for humanity, whether it's your kids mm-hmm. or you know, where you work. God has made you for for family, for relationship, um, for sex. And and you have to fight the temptations and the ways that that Satan will take a good thing and and try and invert it. Um, that's that's real temptation. So good good words, Adam. Thank you for for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Any <laughs> any closing thoughts as as we wind down? Then um, something I've appreciated is you you talked. I meant uh, an episode about just. Um, James 5.16 and just being able to talk with other people about these things and we talk about that like having accountability partners but just the 
the healing that comes from that. So just in, that, that, yeah. that was an encouraging episode. And I've seen that in different times of people that have been able to talk to about these things, um, that it is, it is, um, especially as you saying this as, as, as you struggle and when you do fail that you have people that are there to pick you back up and to give you grace but to to propel you to yeah what you yeah. where you should be um, yeah so now that's yet, a, yet another sanctifying agent yes <laughs> as the word of god is in your life it will it will dictate your relationships so hey good stuff this is great adam uh Super fun little conversation here. We'll have to get you on again to a yeah, part two, I love three to. or four. Yeah. If uh, if they I don't the come at you on <laughs> I'm Twitter, not that busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry, and Andrew, I'm I'm, I'm not sorry. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I stand by what I said. If we keep you from getting canceled, we'd love to have you uh, back on the pod. <laughs> but. Gentlemen, thank you for listening. I hope this conversation was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you haven't, go uh, go check out the Instagram page. Uh, the the giveaway that we did, I believe, uh, a fellow by the name of Mr. Nathan Stifler won that. So got his crew neck and book, and we're looking at um, we're looking at getting a, a little more merch. This wasn't something I had initially planned on doing right now, but. It looks like we'll have uh, a few more sharp-looking crew necks available in the near future. Nice. So if you're interested in repping the, the podcast, then uh, reach out to us and, and respond to really the social media posts that you see or reach out individually. Uh, that would be good. And as always, I do. I sincerely ask of you, if, if you were encouraged and edified by this episode, that you take a minute then and, and give back in some way, whether it's leaving a review or, or five stars or sending it to a friend and saying this is a, a another good resource, um, positive noise in a noisy world uh, for, for Christian young men. And we want to walk with sexual integrity. We want to yeah. affect the world for Christ. Uh, so if that's your goal, please give back in some small way and uh, we'll keep fighting together. All right, Adam, thanks again. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a blast. No, this is good. This is good. All right, gentlemen, until next week, keep fighting.